What's up, family? I am Corindiana Lane, and I do worship. And I am Nazinga Benton, and I do therapy. And together, this is Worship and Therapy. We always, because it's super important, give our disclaimers. As an international worship leader, a parent, a spouse, a friend, and a regular person like everyone else, it's tough to find a place where you can kick back, let your hair down, and just be heard. So we created a platform that focuses on mental health advocacy for not only Christians, but also African-American communities, where we discuss the really tough issues that we all deal with in life. And now, Nzinga will give her disclaimer. I am a licensed professional counselor. However, I am not your counselor, and this does not replace you going to counseling. The things I discuss are things I've researched, things I've experienced, and my personal opinions on the matter. Now, with that being said, let's get into this week's episode. Okay, guys, so Nazinga says we're just going to jump in. (laughs) We have a special guest here, okay? We have have a wonderful, pretty face (laughs) in the live today. This is, her name is Corinne Erickson, okay? Now, as you can see, yes, her name is Corinne. (laughs) <laughs> the same as my name which and is really cool exactly the same. I know, I and know. really dope okay yeah um corinne and i literally connected on um on social media uh drawn to each other by the fact that our names were the same um yeah. and we've you know just exchanged comments just here and there um with just like hey Corinne like hi Corinne you know they would just like hey twin hi twin so like we literally connected um on social media which is just so wonderful and just the fact that she's here tonight um I'm gonna let her kind of get into how she was just kind of drawn further into uh to me um just from uh, this platform um as well so I'm just going to give you the floor, Corinne. Okay. Welcome so much to Worship okay. and Therapy. This yeah. is like the very heartbeat of how and why we started this platform is to really shed light on on us, you know, just as believers, as like, yeah. you know, to be able to have a place where we can be vulnerable, where we can tell our story and really save a life. You know what I mean? Because yeah. our whole yes. thing with this show is that we're after the one. And so, like, yes. the one could yeah. be whoever's on this live is the one to us that if yeah. their lives are changed today, then we've done our due diligence. So yeah, the I show agree. is called By the Word of Our Testimony. So I'm going to give it over to you, Corinne. Okay. Take it away. Take it away. <laughs> <laughs> All right, twin. Thank you for that. Um, so I wrote <laughs> So hi, everybody. Thank you for having me on. Um, I connected with Corinne because I want to say, was it like two weeks ago you and your husband were on? Yeah. And um, that was a very, very powerful worship and therapy session. Um, I watched it and hearing the experiences you both had with anxiety, especially being hospitalized, going to the ER, it touched so much of my heart because it was so identical to what I've gone through in the last, I want to say since 2012. No, it's on and off going on for 2000 for since 2012. So a little backstory, everybody, I'm going to kind of get, take it back a bit so you can understand where all the anxiety and fear and things that came in to cause me 
to have so much anxiety that I didn't realize I was vocalizing or knew how to articulate that came out in that anxiety form. So when I was younger, around 12 years old, my dad, who um, he was a, a youth pastor, um, he abandoned myself, my two brothers and my sister um, on the side of the road, just like garbage. Um, he had enough one day and he decided that he didn't want to be a father anymore and he didn't want to take care of us anymore. So he tossed us to the side of the road, literally like garbage. And then I didn't see him for a while. Um, so briefly from that moment on, uh, my mom was a single mom. She couldn't, uh, she was a waitress. She didn't have a degree. So she was kind of on her own trying to figure out how to take care of four kids, four different personalities, things of that nature. But we had such a pain and such an abandonment that was in all of us that we didn't know how to deal with it because we felt so unworthy. We felt so unloved being just tossed like garbage. So um, because my mom had no educational background, she was a waitress for most of my life. We've lived in and out of motels, um, on and off welfare, in and out of apartments for years and years and years because of evictions, um, my brothers that will be in jail, overdoses, hospital visits. I mean, that was the, that was the catapult of what my father did that caused all the behavior in my family. Um, and we weren't really good with talking about what was going on. We knew there was an elephant in the room, but we never spoke on it. So we didn't know how to go about doing it. Um, so I reverted to an eating disorder. Um, by the grace of God, I never went the drug route, but it was my way of coping with control, controlling my environment, controlling my weight, it was, it, then it became like a coping mechanism. It was a way for me to numb the pain and the sadness that I had. Um, so fast forward to about 16 years old, um, the chaos in my house still ensued and nothing was changing. And I remember um, yet again, we're going to be evicted. And I remember being in high school and I remember being in the hallway and I just was bawling because I didn't want to move again. I couldn't believe this is happening. And I remember I randomly just met this new girl and she um, said to me, what's the matter? And then she, I was talking to her and she goes, well, hey, if you ever need a place to stay, I have an extra room. You can come on over. Now she's new. So I'm thinking, oh, okay, she's just trying to be nice. That's great. You know? So I want to say about two weeks later, uh, something transpired in the house. I, I can't remember exactly what, but I remember I packed my bags. I had two trash bags. And the apartment we were staying at was across from a diner. And that's when payphones were still around everybody. <laughs> and, and I remember sitting on my step and I had everything packed. And before I even made that choice, I remember there was a voice that I thought, but I, now I know it was the Lord that came to me and said that if I stay here, I'm going to wind up like the rest of them. Hmm. And so I decided to go across the street. I used the payphone and I asked this girl, didn't even know her. Just met her in that hallway. I said, hey, does your offer still stand? And she goes, absolutely. I go back to my house. I sit on my step. My mom comes home and she looks at me. And she goes, are you serious? I'm like, I'm serious. I was like, I'm tired of playing mom. I need to go. And I never turned back. Wow. So then in between 16 and 18, I kind of bounced from house to house with different friends. And then I landed at a house um, that was another random person that I met. 
and they were so graciously let me, I'm telling you, to let me in. And I was still under 18. So my mom was receiving um, child support, but the mom there said, hey, let's go to court and let's get it transferred to here with us, vice versa. So this is how my dad at this time, he came back into my life at 17. Hmm. Um, I wasn't doing very uh, smart things in school. I was cutting class. I was absent. I was never there. So my dad, when he came back into my life at 17, he said the three, he said the words that every little girl who doesn't have a dad in her life wanted to hear. He said, I think it's time for my baby girl to come home. Hmm. And on that, on that saying, I asked him, I said, you have to promise that I can still see mommy. I can see my brothers and my sister. And he said, sure, that's fine. Lo and behold, I go into, I move with him. Um, he brings me to Princeton Hospital in New Jersey, and he was, he was trying his best to get me the help that I needed, but I wasn't ready to let go of it. I wasn't ready to let go of my eating disorder because the fear of being on the other side mm. of that eating disorder was mm. terrifying to me because that meant I had to feel, that meant I had mm. to heal, that meant I had to start digging deep. And all the emotions that come with it, they're ugly. Mm. And I literally talked my way through two weeks of the hospital and I was out. So I go back with my dad and, you know, my dad, I still continue to live there for about a year. And my stepmom at the time, um, she, she didn't like the very sight of me because I reminded her of my mom. And there came to there came a point where she refused to drive me to school. And you always hear that saying, I literally walked a mile or two miles to school or something like that or in the snow. I literally did that with my CD player. Remember the C portable CD players? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> my wow worship. And I'll be walking, <laughs> be skipping, I'm tapping it, trying to walk to school. <laughs> <laughs> and so that was my route, right? And so that started my relationship my deeper relationship with the lord walking that because i remember i would always connect with him in nature and i would feel his presence in those moments right mm. so fast forward to um living in my house uh, that house with my dad i was like a prisoner i couldn't be in the same kitchen with them as they ate um i had to stay downstairs in my room or i had to stay in the living room while they enjoyed their food laughter all that stuff mm. um and so my dad, like I said, he was a youth pastor. So he would take us to a church and I would be there in the youth group. And I remember there was like open mic night where you could ask for prayer and things like that. And I started bawling because I forget the actual scripture, but it talks about how you don't want to grieve your father and mother. And I was praying and asking for help from everybody. Well, that pastor went home and told my dad. And because any kind of sliver of exposure Mm. that my dad received mm -hmm. caused things to rise up in him that were very ugly. So when he found out that I even said anything and it wasn't even about him, it was me saying, I need help. I'm grieving my parents. This, yeah. you know, all that it turned to my father looking at me and saying, you're nothing but a sinner. You don't belong in this household. And I'll never forget that day because I was 17 and the next week I was 18 years old. So he decided for a week not to tell me where I was going because he was going to do the same thing he did to me when I was 12. He didn't know where I was going. 
I had to step out of my room while they packed my stuff for me. And I kept asking and pleading, where am I going? Where are you taking me? All they kept telling me was, it's for your own good. It's for your own good. So I remember driving and bawling my eyes out, not knowing where I'm going. And yet he does the same thing to me as I did when I was 12. Side of the road, tossed my stuff on the curb, pushed me out and said, it's for the better. It's for your own good. And then left. Mm -hmm. So I wind up at my mom's house again. Um, and I remember I was sitting on the front porch of where she was living and I was crying and I was crying and I felt sad, but I had such a peace deep within me that it, it, it felt okay where I was at. Mm. So I go in and it was so hot out cause it was my birthday. It was on my birthday, June 10th wow. it was my birthday. So on my 18th birthday, he tossed me out. The lady that, um, um, was a landlord there. She, uh, she saw me on the front porch and she's like, honey, come inside and uh, sit down. She goes, it's really hot out here. I'm like, oh, thank you. I said, that'd be great. My mom walks in and looks at me and she goes, oh, she goes, not again. I said, yeah, again. Mm. So that's a little bit of a backstory of where fear, anxiety, abandonment, all these issues have come in to where I am now. Um, so I was talking about the worship session that her, um, Corinne and her husband uh, we're doing and the similarities of our stories with anxiety it, it's strikingly similar because <laughs> I never realized that I thought I dealt with a lot even going mm. through counseling for a year I thought I dealt with a lot that was so deep in my spirit um, but obviously I didn't because when things got so hard my I would clam up and my anxiety would be so tense that my physical body would react to it. So mm. the first time it ever happened, I remember um, I was laying on the floor. And I went, I went, and honestly, I got up, I got a, I'm going to laugh. I just had a glass of chocolate milk. <laughs> I lay back down. All of a sudden, things start spinning in, in the house. Everything starts spinning. My heart's pounding out of my chest. Mm. My body feels like it's, it feels like from the inside out, like, an outer body experience. Mm -hmm. I'm telling my husband, something's wrong. Something's wrong. You got to call the ambulance. And he's like, I can't, I'm going to work. What's going on. And how he found me was laying on my kitchen floor with my, with my half shirt off, with my stomach touching the cold floor. Because when your body goes into such an anxiety state, you get like hot, cold flashes. Yeah. And I remember I was mm -hmm. getting like a hot, cold sweat. And I was like, the only thing that would kind of cooled me off was laying on my kitchen floor. So that's how he found me. So mm -hmm. he finally called the ambulance. And the longer it took for the ambulance to get there, the worse my anxiety got. Mm -hmm. Every time I would try to lift myself up off the floor, I felt like the whole room was going to go like this and just close in on me. Yeah. And I remember just feeling my heart coming out of my chest. And I kept trying to, uh, mu you know, muzzle the words out to the EMT. I'm like, am I, am I dying? And he's like, mm. no, ma'am. He's like, you're hyperventilating. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like, what, what, what is that? Like, I never, I've heard of that word, but I never mm. knew the seriousness of someone hyperventilating. Right. So that was right. the first round. They take me to the hospital. They take me to the ER and they did all kinds of tests and they just chalked up to be some kind of like freak vertigo, one-time vertigo experience I had that, that caused all that. So they gave mm -hmm. me some kind of medicine. I come home. I was afraid to go to sleep. Mm -hmm. I was afraid to be alone. Mm -hmm. 
just mm -hmm. like you, Corinne. Yeah. Afraid. I remember I would grab my husband's arm and I'm like, honey, it's happening again. And he goes, what? And I, I my heart would just start going again. Yeah. And I, he's like, he's like, you just got to breathe. You got to talk your way through. You got to calm down. I'm like, it's, I can't, I can't, I can't. Mm -hmm. I would feel my whole self just tense up again. So then that took about, I want to say a good two to three months mm -hmm. to sift my way through that, to mm -hmm. come out of it and finally feel okay to fall asleep. So then the second time that happened, that was the most severe because there was like little mm -hmm. things in between, but the severe ones were like two big severe ones. And this is August of 2019. Mm -hmm. And I was on the front of our boat. We have a boat down the shore and I was listening to worship music. And I was like, oh, I can relax. You know, my husband had the kids and I was like, let me just lay there and relax for a bit. Had worship music on. And then just like last time, it's like, it just, it, it felt like it was coming up my arms and then it just came on me like that. My heart's pounding mm. out of my chest out of control. I couldn't control my breathing. Um, my, my insides were shaking, but you couldn't literally see me shaking. Yeah. And I remember coming down, my color was leaving me. He's like, my husband's like, is this happening again? Or what, what's going on? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. And I remember I went inside the boat to try to calm myself down. My hands, because I was hyperventilating and I was so full of fear and anxiety, my hands literally crimped up like this and I couldn't even open them. Mm -hmm. My body was in such shock that I couldn't even open my own fingers. And mm -hmm. I, it was the craziest experience of my life. And I yet again thought I was dying. I yeah. thought I literally was dying. I was like, you have to take me to the hospital. I was like, there's no time for an ambulance. My husband picks me up. He holds me. Like with his one, I'm, my, his one arm, I have my one arm around his neck and we're walking to my truck. And I remember like, I kept kind of feel like I was going in and out of it, but I really wasn't. And mm. I couldn't walk. So he laid the seats down in the back of my truck. And he's like, you just got He's like, lay down, just lay down. And I laid it. I laid down prostrate because I couldn't even mm. physically pick myself up. I couldn't do mm -hmm. it. And he's like, just keep talking to me, Corinne. Just keep talking to me. He's like, we're almost there. He's like, don't, he's like, don't, uh, what do you say? Don't go out on me. Don't go out on me. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like trying to talk. I'm, like, I'm not going to go out. I'm like, I'm trying to talk, but it just wouldn't come out. Yeah. <laughs> so we finally get to the hospital and uh, to the ER. And as we're go walking in, he's like literally carrying me in. I'm like, Steve, I'm going to pass out. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to collapse. And I literally collapsed and then they finally brought over a wheelchair and sat me in it and brought me back to the um, ER section did all kinds of tests the only thing they saw was that you know your blood work everything came back great it just looks like you have low potassium I said really I said I literally just had a banana before I came here <laughs> she goes well that's not enough I'm like okay but <laughs> she says what you're really dealing with is hyperventilation I said what so this is the second time in since 2012 someone said that to me and she goes well yeah she goes your body i said and i was explaining what you know was going on she goes that's what your body does it literally goes into shock in a way when you have when you're like hyperventilating i said oh okay so she gave me something and then she gave me like a liquid potassium to take things calm down but just like the last time i was afraid to go to sleep i was yeah. afraid to be by myself my mind wouldn't stop racing i couldn't mm -hmm. shut my mind off mm -hmm. um i was watching everything i ate uh drank like because i was afraid anything yeah. would start my anxiety again so um 
after that, and these last two years were so significant. I don't know if you guys know the show. Um, it's called, if I, I hope I can say this right, Iyan, Iyanla. Yeah. My life. Iyanla Van Zandt. Is that her name? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So after this, I remember I was, I loved, I watched every single season. I mean, I was like glued to this because I love that show. <laughs> there was this one particular show where she was, uh, she took six women to a house and she was, um, uh, like walking them through deep pain, deep hurts, anxiety, all that kind of stuff. And this one girl, she had the, Iyanla had like a hitting room, right? <laughs> I know it sounds funny, but she had a hitting room. And the one woman that she was trying to converse with couldn't articulate verbally the deep pain she had mm-hmm. in her belly, like inside. She goes, all right, well, come here. Goes to the room. And I remember it like it was yesterday. She had the woman scream out yeah just scream and hit and when i when i heard her scream it hit me so hard when mm. i wept i felt what she was feeling and the mm. lord said to me he goes that is what needs to be addressed i was like mm-hmm. oh i was like mm-hmm. oh and because like you ever hear like the i don't know it's just the i heard that deep pain in her and i was like yeah. i identified with that because I couldn't even verbalize it, but I identified with that. And yeah. I wept before the Lord. I was like, this is, and he's like, that's what needs to be dealt with. So yeah. that started my journey of getting before the Lord and having him really look in my heart, look yeah. inside, saying, okay, Lord, I know I've been scared to see this part. You need to open it up and show me what's going on. Yeah. And little by little, he revealed things to me and yeah. opened these up and said, okay, well, this is an area we need to deal with. And then um, wow. just recently, he walked me through the severe anxiety of my abandonment mm-hmm. in August of this year. Um, I remember for two weeks, I just couldn't stop crying. And my husband was like, what's the matter? He's like, I'm really scary. He's like, what's the matter? I was like, I- I- I'm just so afraid to lose you. Like, because of my abandonment, mm-hmm. the enemy kept making me feel and lying to me that I was going to lose everything just like mm-hmm. I did when I was a kid, because yeah. my whole family, my whole family, my, when my dad left, that whole side of the family left. So that whole life that I had was like a dream. It was like a, like, it didn't even happen. Like we mm-hmm. didn't even exist to them. My grandma, my grandpa, my uncles, my aunts, my cousins all disappeared and abandoned us when he left just mm-hmm. like that. So the deep abandonment of the fear of losing what I was, what the mm-hmm. Lord literally mm-hmm. blessed me with. Yeah. was so apparent that I just wept. I remember I was sitting in my kitchen and I just started crying. He goes, what's the matter? I was like, I just need to get away. I need to get away. So I drove to the park and I just cried yeah. and cried to the Lord. And I was like, what is going on? And then he showed me just like a picture, hmm. hold, hold, you know, holding before you. He showed me the fear of abandonment hmm. that still needs to be dealt with. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Okay. So then that started that cycle of dealing with the fear of abandonment because people think that once you go to therapy once you get on medication that it's all going to be okay there's work that's so deep down inside somebody that needs to be dealt with yeah because like we were talking about Nazinga, when you're on medication it is there it's a tool to get to the root of what's going on inside somebody and ever since i had my daughter 16 years ago i knew mental illness ran in my family and as soon as I could have the chance to get help, I was like, 
yes, I can finally get help. And so being on an antidepressant since 16 years ago, it has been such an asset to my life that has enabled me to dig deep and get to roots that the Lord has been wanting to get to. And it's, um, we were talking about it too, how it's, um, it's not talked about or it's shamed in the Christian community. Sometimes, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. people who decide or choose to be on a medication, which I think is so wrong because like we were talking about, we've prayed, we've tried to do the deliverance. We did all this, we did all these steps and nothing has changed it. Yeah. And I mean, like there truly is a chemical imbalance that happened, especially from people who've gone through trauma. Yeah. I mean, that's not talked about. Yeah. It's, it's so sad because so many people secretly suffer because I know I was suffering with shame and guilt and torment from the enemy because I was on medication. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, do I have not, do I not have enough faith? Do I not love you enough, Lord? Do I not believe enough? Like all these things. And then even like sometimes you hear from pulpits, I would like to say that, you know, um, you know, pharmacia is bad and, you know, and all this kind of like whatever, whatever they were throwing out. And I was like, am I in the wrong? Am I going to hell? Like, you know, you just, your mind just starts going crazy. So I remember I was reading this book by Bob Jones called, um, did you learn to love? And he talked about this little girl who was, um, became bed or paralyzed at five years old. And then she was bedridden until about 11 years old. And she prayed for the, what he said is she prayed for the saints day and night and her reward is great in heaven or something like that. Right. And just, I don't know why, but that little girl story just really touched me. And as I'm going about my day, it was, we're talking and saying, I was like, you know, going through the chaos inside the Lord. Am I supposed, should I I get off of it? Should I stay on it? Like, what do I do? I feel like, I mean, you know, um, uh, in sin and you know, all this kind of stuff. And in the midst of my chaos and my questioning the Lord, he stops me in my tracks and he goes, did I ever tell that little girl to stop her medication? Mm. I was like, Oh, <laughs> Oh, okay. And it was just mm-hmm. that sweet, tender mm-hmm. voice of the Lord, but it's correction, but it's so sweet at the same mm. time. Yeah. It's not that it's not that correction that you feel fearful of. It mm-hmm. actually draws you closer to him. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, you're right. Okay. I, I get it now, Lord. Thank you. And that, that in itself broke another barrier in me mm-hmm. <sighs> that opened me up to start going into another area that the Lord yeah. wanted to touch and heal. Yeah. And um, I, forgot, I forgot to talk about when um, I was like 18 when my dad dropped me off. Um, I backslid for a little bit because I gave my life to the Lord. I rededicated when I was 17, 18, my dad drops me off. So in my early twenties, I backslid and I was in a lot of fear, of course, a lot of anxiety, depression, all that kind of stuff. And I was drinking a lot. And that whole time in my early twenties, I thought I was like running from the Lord where that's what the people in the church would say (laughs) that I was backslidden. Um, It wasn't until I got older, until the Lord really started doing the work in me. He showed me I was not running from the Lord. I was running from religion. Hmm. The Lord was always still with me because where sin abounds, grace much more abounds. Hmm. In the depths of my despair, there were so many moments I tangibly felt 
the presence of the Lord with me deep in my sin. Mm. And I never knew that or I never saw that until I came out and he started really healing things inside of me. Could mm. I come out and look back and go, oh, wow, Lord, mm. yes, yes, that's mm. it. That's it. You were there. That's what you mean where sin, where sin is grace much more abounds. Like mm-hmm. that blew me away. Mm-hmm. Blew mm-hmm. me away. Mm-hmm. I mean, wow. I don't know. I, I have so, I could just keep going and going. <laughs> I, I feel like I jump sometimes, but I don't know. Have you guys seen the, the John Gray um, show too? You know, John Gray, Pastor John Gray? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Here's another, here's another area where the Lord really revealed himself to me in such a tender way as a father because mm-hmm. it was I was struggling with the father I was watching the show and him and his wife were on the couch talking and in the midst of their conversating his son came in the midst of them talking and John just sitting there just talking his son just crawled right up on his lap and just laid his head right there on the shoulder mm. and I paused it and I felt the Lord say I will never turn you away. That is mm. how I see you. That's mm. how I greet you. You can come to me no matter how mm. far off you feel you are. I was just like undone. Mm. Undone. I mean, I remember I just wept again. I was like, I felt the nearness of the Lord yeah. again, just like yeah. a father. And this is an area where the Lord had to deal with me because of yeah. my father because I yeah. viewed him in that fear I had with my father mm. and I thought I didn't view him like that you know and here yeah. I am I was 37 when that happened I'm 39 now I thought I was really coming along with viewing the Lord as my father or really seeing him differently but that wasn't the case and I love how God speaks to each of us so yeah. personally and so different mm-hmm. I, I tell other people i tell them like yeah i was watching the tv show and god spoke to me like what i'm like you don't understand i'm like <laughs> you don't get it yeah you have a relationship with the lord it's like he'll use anything to talk to you mm-hmm. and speak to yeah. you yeah and he used that episode to touch something so deep in my heart that yet again was another area that he broke mm-hmm. so that he could get into that area and heal it because I couldn't do it myself, no matter right. how much praying and speaking and all, anything that, you know, is that list of what Christians should be doing. Yeah. Does it make sense? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, <sighs> it didn't, there was, there was nothing that I could do. He had to come down inside of mm. me and make that happen. And wow. that's, that's how I've been able to overcome and to be where I'm at now is because of those moments because you know we need to surrender yes and i always heard that said but it's literally the we can only surrender because of him like he gives us the ability to surrender he knows those moments he knows those moments when we're tender enough and he has Mm -hmm. that area so tender towards him that we say yes lord Mm -hmm. because otherwise you're just chiseling on a brick wall yeah. He knows the moment. He knows the time when those moments are ready. Mm. He says, okay, I'm coming in. And he mm. just knows. It's just, that's what's so beautiful about him is his timing. And it's like, 
we try to force it to happen. And, and even with our healings, it's like everybody yeah. has their own healing journey. Yeah. Some people will heal two, three years. Some mm-hmm. people will heal 40 years. It all depends. It all depends on how, especially with the Lord, how he tenderizes your heart because we mm-hmm. can't even tenderize our own heart. To, yeah. Even with like, we can't even tenderize our own heart to open up to him or to anybody else, you know? Mm. Okay, so I could keep going. I don't know if you guys want to jump in or anything. <laughs> Corinne, OMG. OMG. Yeah. I feel yeah. like the thing that really, really jumped out at me is just like, I get like this this thought of reckless love. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Just this relentless, undying mm-hmm. pursuit of us, this. Yep. Just mind blowing. So just awestruck. You know, it's like the word when you, when mm-hmm. that word awestruck, or when you're just like in awe of how. Yeah. Of just the detail that's involved in that. And yeah. then it's like another thing that stuck out to me was what we talk about on the show all the time is the work. This is mm-hmm. a work. Yes. This is a journey. Yes. We yes. are full of so much trauma and yes. so like just 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 in life, just in how we walk life out. The things yeah. that we have no control over, the blows, yes. the you know like the curveballs yes. that are thrown to us on every side that we don't control. Yep. Like mm-hmm. I can't be yep. like today, <laughs> you know. No yeah. one's gonna pass away, you know. And like, yeah, exactly. You know, like we don't today. Yeah. My dad is wonderful. You know, like we don't have yeah. like that level of control to be able to to not have to deal with certain things or not have to go through certain yeah. things. So it's like there is a work involved, which is what we there yeah yes. we yes. yell it from the mountaintops mm-hmm. of just like yep. it has yep. to be something that a we're like, committed to though you know what i mean yes. so not even just like yes. oh yeah okay it's working well but no you have to be like committed to the work yeah mm-hmm. however bits and pieces that he takes you because i believe yes. that like like you said like he knows us he knows the number of hairs on our heads he created us he knows mm-hmm. exactly how we work how we tick he knows how much we can take at one time he knows, yes. you know, a little. So yep. if it's like, if it's for you, you know, somebody might be like, dang, 2012, it's 2021. Like, what the heck? However he created <laughs> Corinne, yep. he has to bite-sized piece take you. Yeah. It is what it is. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. Mm-hmm. I yep. know people who Ever. who have dealt with this and then they're like, oh, yeah, three years and then they're, it never happened again. You know, I've heard yeah. those people. And I remember sometimes yeah. I would cry out to the Lord about that. I'm like, Lord, you're no respecter of persons. So yeah, <laughs> why do they get to just be like, yeah, I'm done with it. I don't deal with that anymore. But yeah. yet I'm still like, yeah. yeah. Sometimes <laughs> I'm still up at night. You know, sometimes I'm just like, okay, here we go. What's, yeah. what is it? What, what What's up now? What's next now? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I can't be caught up in 
and comparing my life to someone else's journey and their relationship with the Lord, my relationship with him is mine. He's going to deal yeah. with me according to how he created me and however mm -hmm. he needs to work through me, whether it's section yeah. by section, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like yep. this time we're going to deal with this. Next time we're going to deal with your mother issues. This time we're going to yeah. deal with your daddy issues. You know what I mean? Like, yep. Yeah. There is no cookie exactly. cutter to this. It's just work. It's just being yep. committed to the journey. Like legit. Yes. That's it. Yes. And I remember, um, man, I remember, what, how old was I? Oh, I forget, but I remember at a point where I was like, I remember the Lord saying, think back to a time when you felt like yourself. And I remember it was literally the mm. day before my dad left us when I was 12. And he's like, I'm going to bring you back to that. Because mm. I, at that, I didn't, I didn't have insecurities. I accepted myself. I was carefree. Um, yeah. I wasn't insecure. I was, you know, bubbly and vibrant. And that's what he's been doing all this time is little by little. Yeah. Removing these things from me to bring me back to that childlike faith in him, but also to my authentic self. Yeah. Because when you're in, when you have so much trauma and you have so much stuff going on, especially growing up at a young age, that's what stacks up and people see as you. And yeah. That's not you. Because you've changed. That's not you. Yeah. You've literally you changed walls. over time. And you have, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You have walls and you have bricks and things that pile up from trauma. Yeah. And that becomes what people see. Mm -hmm. So, mm. yeah. Well, I have, I've, I've written down quite a few things. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, 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 it was surprising to me that there were so many things that came to me to write down. But I want to first say, you know, thank you, Corinne, for being brave and bold enough to come and share your story. Um, yeah. And even going yeah. to like this episode is by the word of our testimony. Um, and the Bible speaks of us that, you know, finding our healing, so to speak, finding our way by the we overcome yeah. right and so for yeah. many people healing is overcoming um by the word yeah. of our testimony it is those words it is when people come and are willing to share their experiences mm -hmm. that other people hear it and if they're going through it or something similar they are reminded or even told for the first time if they never heard it that i can get through this so mm -hmm. i think it's yeah. important to first thank you um, and thank yeah. you both, because both have used this platform to share your story. Um, Corinne mm -hmm. sharing hers with her husband, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. move you and help you, you know, yeah. put you in a space of boldness to share yours, right? Um, yeah. So I want to, you know, first of all, just say thank you um, for being bold enough to share this, you know, the traumas that you've dealt with and the victories that you yeah. are now yeah. experiencing as you as Corinne stated, and you stated, do the work. And I think you are um, an example of how worship and therapy go together, how the work yeah, of the father yeah. goes with the yeah. work of the mental health provider, how you were able to have light shed on something, then know that I need to start tackling and deal with it. There's light shed, yeah. then I start working. There's light yeah. shed, and then I start working. Um, and what yeah. happens is, you know, I think even in that, we have to be willing to... Um, have the light right because he's there so i have to be willing to yeah. say okay go ahead yeah go ahead yeah. go ahead yeah. and i think he softens us up in those worship moments yeah. um yeah and so yeah. 
a couple of things um, that stood out for me um, that I think is important to highlight. One of the things that you said when you said there was, it was like an elephant in the room that you guys never spoke yeah. of. Um, and yeah. so what, what hit me was how some of our traumas are um, started and or induced by our silence. So when we do yes. not speak yes. and it becomes natural to not speak, when you don't mm -hmm. speak, you yes. hold. So when you don't let out what's in, you hold it. And so yeah. anything, if I were to, t if you were to give me food and I would chew it and I just hold it in my mouth or I don't mm -hmm. chew it and I just hold it in my mouth mm -hmm. and I just hold it for days, for weeks, for months, yeah. it begins to rot. It will nasty. rot. Yeah, it will begin yeah. to rot my teeth, my insides. So thinking about the things, so I'm speaking to the people who are watching and listening and who will listen and watch who have been holding things. And so I want yeah. you to think about when you hold those things, those secrets, those, this, those, you know, whatever, it begins to sit, it festers, it rots. And it not only mm -hmm. rots itself, anything that it touches, yeah. it begins to destroy yes. as well. And so yes. it is so yes. important that we speak our truth, that we find a place. Um, even if our first mm -hmm. speaking of it is with the Father, getting it out is, you know, is necessary. I'm not yeah. telling you, you just absolutely have to go and get it out um, with a particular person. I will say therapists are here for that reason. But if, even if yeah. your first get out is just getting out with the Father, getting it out, yeah. then you can yeah. maybe feel comfortable to get out with someone else. So that was the first thing. Um, second thing that hit me when you said, um, you said something, you used the word random, like just these random occurrences. And I heard the Lord speak that no, nothing was random. Mm -hmm. um, that he's been in control the entire yeah. time. Because if mm -hmm. these things that happen to you that may have seemed random from nowhere, from, you know, from all these experiences, all yeah. from house to house, from person to person, you would not be sitting here right now telling this story mm -hmm. that is going to result in the healing oh, wow. of, yeah. opening of the next step of not only yourself, right, but others who yeah. are experiencing this. So yeah. this is mm -hmm. not random. And so I, but, you know, and I get it because many of us, and here again, I'm speaking to the person who's listening and who's watching, who's who's saying right. like, all these random things keep happening to me. Um, yeah. But if you yeah. hold on to the word that, and we know, um, and you all know that I say this quote all the time, and we know that all things yes. work together. Work and together. so <laughs> even the random things are working together. So that, yeah. I wanted to go ahead and highlight all things working. And so then there was something else that you said that was super profound about fear of being on the other side of healing. Mm, and I yeah. think that is important yep. to lift because many of us will not open this door because we're afraid yep. of what the other side of healing looks like. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I, that part, it really stood out to me when you said that. And I was like, that's important to lift because people yeah. don't think, I mean, I don't think we think in terms of that, but when we really get deep it, it because you have to yeah. then face, Yep. Yes. You have to feel to heal. And Ooh, to you gotta feel to heal. Face, I like that. You got to face those emotions. And, you know, the Lord showed me that that is the majority of why addicts stay where they are. Because yes. They co because coming outside of the addiction, you got to feel yep. the shame, the guilt, the pain, the chaos you cause, the people you hurt. And it becomes too much. So they revert right back to what yep. numbs it. Yeah. Mm. So that's the hardest part for a lot of people is getting beyond that so that they can start the healing process 
because yeah. they really have to look at themselves. You do. And it's hard. It's you hard do. to look at yourself. It's so very hard. Okay. Because yes. here's the thing. Not only do you have to look at yourself, this is the part that I think we struggle with. Like, because looking means I have to identify what I see. And we okay. don't want to identify failure. We don't want to uh, identify yeah. trauma. We don't yeah. want to identify yeah. molestation. We don't want to identify yes. rape. We don't want to identify, yep. right? We don't, yeah. that's the, like, it's hard to look because to look, I have to own that. Either I did, yeah. participated in, was a victim of, yeah. um, was a yep. villain of, in some of our cases, right? Yeah. And yeah. so it goes back to even to your, your saying about, you know, you have to feel to heal. And we don't want to feel those, because we, if we can stay in this happy-go-lucky space, all things are well, yep. then right. we stay there. Yep. And so it's difficult for us to feel that make yes. those those bad things and to own that they happen but that is where our healing comes um right. it's on the right. other side and so it you know it is all for our good yeah something else that came out um it's so many like i said so many things but even thinking about <laughs> it all being for our good and feeling to heal i also heard the scripture that we talk about often about him making your enemies your footstool because mm -hmm. even when we when we think about and, and not even making like your father the enemy, but right. the spirit that was working in him is the enemy. Yes. Right? Let's call the enemy what the yes. enemy is. Because we love exactly. that. Yep. We hate the enemy that works yes. with sin, right? Exactly. And so yep. but here's the thing. The scripture that talks about God making your enemies your footstool to me connects with the scripture that says all things work together. Because yeah. if the enemies were not doing their job then the elevation because footstool to me elevates you it puts you above where uh, you work yeah, yeah. so when you stand on one you usually stand on one because you're trying to reach to get something that you cannot reach oh, yeah. standing on flat ground Girl, so i yeah. need my enemies <laughs> to put me in an elevated place so i can reach that thing right so all yeah, things working yeah. for your good. So you needed to yeah. be abandoned. You needed to be put out in this place so that you can be in a position wow, to stand wow. upon something to get you to reach Stop. what it is you've always been trying to reach, but you could not reach it when you were on flat surface. Whoa! Wow. Oh, that's good. That is Whoa! So all things yeah. all <laughs> working your Wait, for your good. Put your cash app in the <laughs> comments. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no. I see an offering. Come. Now. Do you realize what you just said? Yeah. Woman? Yeah. My God. Okay. Wait till this live is over. I'm going back. I'm going to clip this. Yeah. Because that is freaking. Yeah. That was that's, good. That's profound. Okay. That's, that's revelation right there. That's, that's revelation. revelation. Mm -hmm. That's literally like, I mean, that changes the game for anyone yeah. who looks at their life as just, you know, why me? Why this? Yeah. Why, you know, what the heck? Yes. <laughs> 
Because here's yeah. the thing, we always talk about, even even in like school, I hear it often in my work environment, the low-hanging fruit. Because those are the easy mm -hmm. things. Like we'll say, oh yeah, we'll do that. We'll handle that because it's low-hanging. We'll use that even as a, you know, just a figure of speech. The fact yeah. of the matter is low-hanging fruit don't nobody want. It's easy. Mm. You want mm. what's up top because what's up top is better. Yeah. So you wow. need an elevator to yeah. get to what's better. <laughs> Otherwise, yes. we will always continue yes. to get low-hanging fruit. It takes no effort to get low-hanging fruit. Yes. Oh. It takes absolutely none. Yes. But when we are, and if wow. you start, and my, my admonition to all people, as we seek the support and seek the help, as we seek the father, as we seek the therapist, mm -hmm. we own that there is more for us. We own yes. that these yeah. experiences were not happenstance, even as horrific as they were. Yeah. And that's what I want to speak to, because many people like Corinne, I mean, and Corinne is probably telling us a piece of her story, right? Yeah. Yeah. We own as horrific as our stories may have been and are maybe even that all things are working mm -hmm. and they're working to get us. That is elevating wow. me mm -hmm. to get to yes. that fruit, that high hanging yes. high, you know, that I need that I'm reaching, reaching, reaching. And here wow. comes all trouble elevating me because what ah. happens is when I'm in trouble, where do I go? I go to the father. So the closer ah. I get to him, the closer wow. I get to where I need to go to. <laughs> and if we would own that yeah, and allow that to guide yeah. us as we seek support yeah. and as we speak to him, know that yeah. all things are truly working mm. together wow. for our good. Yeah. And so I want us to focus on that. Like, I just, I heard that. My God. And I'm going to keep going. It enables us to have a different. Go ahead. Go yeah, ahead. it enables us to have a different perspective goes on in our life. It's complete perspective yeah. change when you yes. see it that way. Yeah. So it enables you to Because it's like now you look at it like. Your... You look at it like. Almost how you're supposed to look at it. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. <laughs> It's like you look at the enemy coming like lunch. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you literally yeah. like, yeah, let's eat. What 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 you got? You know, yeah, let yeah. Me, you're here so I can stand on you. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. Let's go. And you know? see, even, wow. even to your eating point. Yeah. He will prepare a table before <laughs> me. In the presence, presence of, of my enemies. My wow. enemies. So that you're going to, to watch me eat. And you're going to watch me eat. So come on. Wow. You're coming with one agenda. But I know, because I know the closer you Woo. get, the closer here comes dinner. Yes. And here Woo. comes elevation. So keep on coming. Woo. Because the closer you get to me, even, even Woo. though, don't get me wrong. We feel the ways. Don't get... Don't get me wrong. He's yeah. doing his job. He'll have yeah. us in this low space. He'll have us crying. Yeah, yeah. He'll have us reaching out. But yeah. the closer he gets to you, the closer mm -hmm. you are getting to your spread mm -hmm. and your elevation. Wow. 
the closer you're getting to both as he come, because that is what the Lord said. I will prepare a table <laughs> in the presence. He will prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Here's the thing I want us to, mm, I want us to focus on. He will prepare. So it's mm. not a random table. Mm. Uh, think about it, God. Think about when you prepare something for someone. Right. You, you don't think just about throw anything on there. <laughs> so you, yeah. So you know, like, you think, think about it, your, it's like you planned it out. it out. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Think about you, both of you have children. You know which yeah, one yeah. eats this, what doesn't eat that. What? Yes. <laughs> so when you're preparing yes. things, okay, I got to get this for this one. I can't get this one. And she'll be like, why did you give yes. me this one? And she, yeah. So he <laughs> is literally preparing a table. Yeah. So he is putting mm -hmm. the things on there that he knows that you like. He knows that you need. Mm -hmm. So it's not some random table. Like you're not just going to eat at a table. You're eating at a prepared table. Mm -hmm. He is preparing a table for me you so my table don't look like your table right because i don't want beets on my table because i don't like beets right, right. <laughs> you know right. like right he's preparing <laughs> and i want us yes. to think about how mm. impactful and profound and powerful that is that he is preparing the table for you in the presence yeah. of so the mm. enemy has to be close to see it because I can't. Ooh. If you're not in my presence, you don't know what's happening. You don't God know what's wants happening. you to yeah. see this. <laughs> so you got to yeah. be close because that's. I mean, <laughs> if yeah. Corinne is preparing a table at her house right now, I can't see it because I'm can't not there. See that? Absolutely. Yep. You can tell me about it, but I'm not there. So we can mm. laugh, <laughs> smile, mm. and rejoice when the enemy comes because that means one or two things are happening. Oh, yeah. it's time to eat and or <laughs> it's time to be elevated. And if we wow. see that, when we see our hardships, our struggles, our past, yeah. our even present, mm -hmm. our circumstances, mm -hmm. seeing yeah. him at work, you know, because in his mind, he's saying, I come, you know, going to and fro, seeming, you know, seeking out who I can devour. That, you know, I come to kill, steal, yeah. and destroy. Yeah, you do. And I come that they may have life. And have mm -hmm. it more abundantly. And the last I checked, life always trumps death. Trump and death. so because of that, you come on, do what, you, what you're intending to do. And I'm going to prepare this table before you so that you can see that I am still God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. Yeah. That part. And if we would carry our, mm. our, just our traumas and the things that we've experienced with that in mind. It doesn't mean yeah. it's easy becomes easier right easier exactly yeah yes yeah it, yeah, it becomes totally. easier so yeah those were just some things that kind of came out um you also said something about you thought you were dying and the lord spoke to me and said you were yeah yeah yeah, there you go. Yes. Because oh a lot God, of us, yes. that's a, we need to die to self. Yes. We need to die to the things that we have mm. allowed, the trauma man. that, because when you die, things come off, right? Mm. We, mm -hmm. oh, you were. Man. Yeah. You were. So you yeah. felt what you were, what it was actually happening. And I'm speaking this to, wow. because there are some people Woo. who may be going through the same thing. And like, I feel yeah. like I, you are. So for every anxiety and panic attack, oh, right? While there is gosh. this negative yeah. 
part of it, there also is this positive because there's some things that are coming off of you that were stuck to you, that were in you, that were around Mm -hmm. you that needed to come. It's all about how we look at what's happening because if I believe that all things are working, I believe even in a panic attack, right? Even in in what I feel is a near-death experience, even Mm -hmm. when I feel like I can't make it, I cannot because what I need is the Holy Spirit to come and lift and do his work. And so on that, in that moment, there is a piece of you. So for every anxiety and panic attack, a piece of you that didn't need to be a part Mm. of you was gone. A piece of you died because it was, it stemmed from these experiences. Now this stuff is coming up. So the stuff got to come off. Yeah. Yeah. And it's uncomfortable because who you are and who you are becoming in the Lord don't match with what it was used to. Mm, it was used wow. to the drama and this and the trauma. Yes. And so it's like, because wow. both of you have said in your stories, and literally all of this came tonight to me. And even though, Corinne, I've heard you say, but both of you have said they've come out of nowhere. Yeah. It's not like it was yes. a precursor. It's right. not like yeah. you had a bad day. So Great. my spiritual yes. mind wants to believe that the discomfort spirit became uncomfortable in mm, this you, this who you are becoming in God, who you are growing more and more and more oh, to be, wow. has become a, so it starts disrupting and acting because mm. it has to shake loose because it is Jeez, time for it, yes. it has to go. Mm. Yes. It has to go. <gasps> oh my gosh, yeah. Wow. Mm. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. I'm, yeah. It's like I... <laughs> there, there was just, Exactly it. it. <laughs> Tonight, for me, I will tell you, like, the Lord has spoken to me, so I'm, I'm, I don't mm. know if y'all saw me writing. Um, yeah. Because, yeah. and I, and Corinne, I'm ne- I never do this. I never, yeah. like, sometimes yeah. it's in the moment, but literally, like, bit by bit, because I truly believe that the people, like, this, and Corinne and I talked, before we talked to you, Corinne, and um, mm-hmm. I said to her, like, tonight was going to be an amazing night. Because um, yeah. I, tr- and I wow. believe, and I said to her, that I believe even in your testimony, your victory lies. Mm. Your complete healing lies in this night. I believe mm. that wholeheartedly. I shared that with her. I think it was via text. I can't remember if it was text or on the phone. But yeah. I said to her, like, I believe even your victory. Like, you're, you're experiencing, you know, little bits and bits of victory, right? But there is this, this space. Like, I want to get over this. There's mm-hmm. this space that I believe when you opened your mouth tonight mm. to share your story. Mm-hmm. You said something, and that now I guess this is how it comes full circle, about surgery and like that tender, him being tender, right? Yeah. Well, you didn't say surgery. I thought surgery. About that tender. And what the Holy Spirit said to me was, when we think about surgery, when, we, when there's something that needs to come out, something that's not right, they have to put you to sleep if it's deep. And your most tender is when you are asleep. And so that tender space is that Mm. space where he can do his work because you're, you are asleep, right? And so you have to be in a tender space so that he can do the complete work. Mm. Expose and remove. And this is a thing that is important for us to know though. Once we're closed up, mm-hmm. the healing begins. Yep. Yeah. And it might be just a little painful. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because then you're walking it out. And that's 
<laughs> and we yep. need to be okay with it. And don't and remind ourselves yeah. as we, because I've had major surgeries before, and um, like we're mm -hmm. walking and all of that was a chore. Yeah, and I yeah. had to keep saying I am healed and better, and it's a process. But the work has been done, yeah. and so yeah. the work has been done for you. Now it's time to walk out. Yeah. What it might mean, though, is you may have to just sit still because with complete for yeah. a lot of surgeries, you have to be bedridden for six weeks right. before yeah. you can move. And then you slowly move. So on in the mm -hmm. process that the work has happened, he's already because you've been in that tender spot. You've been in that tender space, that yeah. asleep space. He has pulled those things out of you. Now the healing begins because they're gone. Yeah. And the healing really yeah. for us is here because physically, yeah. right? Emotionally, he's done mm -hmm. it. He's taken it. He's, yeah. but then we have to remit. We have to keep, it's gone. It's yep. gone. He took it because we'll walk around like, oh, and they're like, girl, you had, yes. you had that removed already. Why are you holding your son? Because we're so used to. Yes. I mean, because exactly. if you think about it like that, like, if you think about it like that, we yes. will look crazy. Like, if we thought if we look about yeah. it in the physical and like you yeah. know you like didn't you just you know you'd be like yeah but that's how crazy we look like yeah because just period when we are we are the healer protecting our health you know what i'm saying so yeah we look crazy yep. if we continue to keep picking it back up keep bringing it yeah. back to them keep you know what I'm saying? Yeah. instead of actually going from a place of healing like yes. even now yeah. when you do the work and when we do the work, including myself, when we do the work, we do it from healing. You know what I'm saying? Like from yes. victory to victory. Yep. Not, oh yeah, I'm still yes. kind of dealing with, no, I'm still processing yeah. and I'm, I'm the heel protecting yeah. my health. That's, that's how we yeah. do our work now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That is it. That's good. That is that it. Is so good. Oh, man. And it's our behaviors, too, because he was showing me, too, once you're healed in areas, you don't realize that you're almost, you almost walk, almost like, um, like it's familiar, like it's, you're used to doing it for so long, so you have to yeah. train yourself to, okay, walk in your healing. Yeah. Okay, I am healed from this, so let's walk this way and not yeah. this way. Does that make sense? It makes sense. Yeah. He's been showing me to... Yeah, and that's what he's been showing me too. It's, it's okay. Well, we this is this is an area we dealt with. You're healed. We're gonna walk in this way now. So it's like going with the mind, and you know, just step by step walking in that direction instead of staying yeah. in that spot that he's he's already dealt with and he's moved on to this area. Right. It's yeah. like the. Uh, oh, go ahead. It's like the renewing of our minds. You know that part. Yeah. That is that part. It's it's yeah. the part in our soulish realm. Mm -hmm. that we have to keep mm -hmm. you know convincing and i think yeah probably on a few episodes before this i kind of shared a little bit of my process like when it comes to like i have a journal to where i write down mm -hmm. my confessions mm -hmm. and i say oh, them okay. out loud yeah. you know and yeah. if thoughts yeah. you know come up i combat those thoughts with the word out loud out of my mouth yeah not in my mind you know i'm in my mind like God is not giving me, no, I'm out loud. Yeah. No, Dang. God is not giving me the spirit of fear, but the power yep. of us. I don't no. care what you're thinking. I bind that now in the name of Jesus. But 
out of my mouth because it constantly comes. We can't shut our thoughts off, but we yep. can take our thoughts into captivity with we the word. Right. You know what I mean? We have a part to play. We can't just be out here all willy-nilly like we're not equipped when we really are. We're very much equipped. Exactly. You know what I mean? He wrote the word on our hearts. Like, like, there's no excuse for us. Like, we can't just be like, woe is me. (laughs) We're not, we don't have that liberty. You know what I mean? Like, he's like, no, you belong to me now. I have given you everything that you need. You are fully equipped. You are wonderfully made. I created you so wonderfully. Like there is not an inch on you that I haven't seen or touched or knew was coming down the line. I've already prepared you for this life. Everything that you've encountered, you are already prepared before the foundation of the earth. Yep. So there's no excuse. Like we can't just be out here like, woe is me. Like, yeah, it sucks. Yeah, it hurts. I'm going to cry it out. I'm going to pray it out, whatever. But I cannot afford to just be mm-hmm. out the game, not, you know what I'm saying, doing my, sh- not doing this show, not on the front yeah. line as a worship leader, doing what it is he created me to do because yeah. I'm tormented in my mind sometimes or yeah. because I don't feel well sometimes or whatever. But he's like, no, I've given you all the words that you need to say to speak to that body because the body is a slave to you. You tell the body what you want it to do and what it has to do. It doesn't mm-hmm. tell yeah. you what it's gonna do. Which you know yeah. what then leads me to to believe, because when I think about the scripture, he was wounded for our transgression, bruised for our iniquities, the chastisement of his peace, of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we were healed. That is the the recipe, the remedy. Right. But then my mind goes into everything that you what you just said, Karen, and what Karen said about you know you have to shift, you have to you know both of you one yeah. one said I got to speak it and I have to you know yeah. So we have this remedy, but yet so we are so now I'm wondering are we healed people sitting in the infirmary? Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Because this is the remedy and we will quote it in a moment. And then yeah. we will go pick up that pain. The the very thing that he healed. So healed mean I am separated from. He has taken, he has done away with my body is sealed back up. My spirit man, my soul man filled uh sealed up without that thing. But mm-hmm. I'm still sitting in the place to be healed. Mm-hmm when the healing has already taken place because I don't yeah. walk it out. So right. I'm still, yeah. that's the person who was paralyzed and then they performed the surgeon and say, hey, you can walk. But I was so used to being paralyzed, I stay in the bed. Right. But you can walk. Mm-hmm. All you gotta do is get up. That's literally all you have to do. Now it may be a struggle. Yeah. yeah. It may hurt a little. Yeah. It may be a little painful to get back yeah. into it. But many of us, that's what we have to do. All the we physical have to therapy. do is walk. Exactly. Same thing. Just so walk it out emotionally, walk it out spiritually, own it instead of staying in that bed of, oh, I mean, I just wish God would just come by and just show. And he's like, and by (laughs) 
his stripes. Yeah. We were. Were is a very powerful word. Past tense. Because that means yeah. all of the healings yeah. that needed to take place for us even here were done then. There. Two thousand yep. years ago. Done. Yep. But we just sitting. Yeah, we just sitting in the ER. Yeah. Looking crazy. That's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We look crazy in the <laughs> You go to the doctor and they said, wait, I look at your chart and it says that you had this removed right. 10 years ago. It's still causing you problems. And there is, it's there is a terminology. Right. I think it's, it's, not it's even like, there. how is it causing you problems? That's a yeah. out. <laughs> and not there fair. is a, there, <laughs> there, there's a terminology. I don't know if it's called, is, is it vampire? Vampire might be the right word. No, oh, I can't yes. even think of the words. Like someone like when somebody loses a limb, but and they it, still feel, oh, yeah. 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 And yeah, that's yeah. exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. there. And so I think many of us, because we, we've lost yeah. the thing that was causing us problems. And we yeah, still yeah. act like, walk like, talk like is there. And then cry, woe is me. But if we walk it out, if we daily bring the body under subjection because the scriptures has all, have already given us the authority. God has already, yep. the yeah. moment when the Bible talks about and Jesus went to the pit of hell to grab the keys and he and came up with saying that all power is in my hands. The scripture later tells us that we are not heirs, not only heirs, but we are joint heirs. So that means if my mm -hmm. father, my brother, my sister, my cousin, whomever, like if my family, and I'm in the family, so if they got it, I got it. So if Jesus rose with all power and I am an heir and a joint heir, then so by right, when I accepted him as my Lord and Savior, so do right. I. And so I can speak yeah. to the mountain and not say I'm going to climb the mountain, but I'm going to tell the mountain, hey, you know what you need to do? Get Move. out of my way because I ain't got time. I, I don't have time. Yeah. And if we would own that, if we would speak that, walk yeah. that, expect that, it'll move. But what we yeah. say is, mountain, you're going to move. I think you're going to move. Yeah. You're, you're supposed move. to move. You're going to move because, yeah. see, I'm going to move. Yo, yeah, you're gonna that move. I spent so long praying those that, that prayer the wrong way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you mm -hmm. you said it's supposed to move and it's, it's still yeah. here. Mm -mm. And he said, no, you no. speak to. Right. Yeah. He looking at me like you speak to ma'am. That's not what I said. <laughs> I yep. gave you oh. the authority to speak those things that be not as though they as were. Though they were. <laughs> and the yep. moment that you do that, all will begin to be well with you. But until yeah. then, you are going to stay in this cycle <laughs> of pity yep. and complaining and... <laughs> Insanity because mm -hmm. you're doing the same thing expecting for a different result. Yeah. It's like yeah. my hands yeah, are tied, yeah. basically. The Lord is like, You tied my hands. What yeah. else do you want me to do? I've given you everything that you need. Yep. But you won't say that. So you want me to say the words for you. That's not how this works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I no because longer am a gentleman. I already said it. So, yeah. where are we going with this, basically? Yep. So, it's like, bottom line yeah. is, the longer that you want to take with this, that's how long it'll go. 
So it's up to us. Basically, you know, that's what it says to me. It's up to you. However long you want this to go, we can go however long. I'll sustain you. I'll take care of you. I'll pull you through every mm -hmm. time because that's what I do. But we can do this. We can do this dance for however long you yeah. want to dance. I'll dance with you. I love you. I'm here. Whatever, however long you want to dance yeah. with me. But when you're done with this dance, we can move on to something better. I have so much more for you, so much greater that I prepared this table and this footstool for you to stand and reach, stand and reach, stand and reach, stand and reach. Or you can stay down here. We can dance. We can dance around the mountain, and we can and we can sit on the yeah. mountain and have dinner. Whatever you want to do, I'm with you. Yeah. I got you. Mm -hmm. Which, yeah. which which life which life do you want to live he's mm -hmm. like i present to you life and death blessings and curses yeah. you know what i'm saying like he's the yeah. choice is always ours mm -hmm. period i'm always gonna give you a choice yeah. so whatever whether we decide for our lives to go you know to where we can be the person that says, yeah, never dealt with that again. Because I came somewhere here in yeah. my mind. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. you got to be at a certain level here in your thinking for to yeah. be like, yeah, I don't deal with that anymore. <laughs> right. Who's to say that maybe certain symptoms don't continue to come? Who's to say that that's not the case? But yeah, how true. you deal, you can say. Yeah, I don't deal with that anymore. Yeah, because you physically yeah. don't deal with it anymore. Period. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. So it's our choice. Yeah. We can either say, I'm going to keep doing this dance, or I'm standing on this, this footstool and I'm going to keep reaching. Right. It's literally our choice. The Zynga freaking mm -hmm. laid it out yep. on a platter. <laughs> Clear as day. There was no question. Yep. There was no, what? Yep. I don't know. Can you break it down even further? What does that mean? <laughs> I don't yeah. get it. <laughs> no. He's yep. like, get a grip here, basically. Mm -hmm. There's mm -hmm. so much work to be done. There's so many more lives on the line concerning this thing, mm. which is why we have yeah. been called to action to get and jump into the conversation. This is not by yeah. accident. This is not random. Mm -hmm. This is like, nope. he is, he has literally put a charge out. Even yeah. for you, Corinne. You gotta change your mind. That's it. That is it. That is it. Yeah. That is it. That is it. That is it. Anybody else on this live? If you have been dealing with this for I don't know how long, I don't care if it's freaking two months to 12 years. Yeah. It's time to change your mind concerning this thing. You are in control. You Mm -hmm. Are the healed protecting your health? <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. We are from victory to victory. To victory. From grace right. to, to grace. grace. Mm -hmm. Yep. This thing does not 
have us. But if we allow the enemy to think that that's what's going on, then we've given him mm -hmm. all the power that we have, basically. Right. He doesn't have right. the power to do the things that he does unless we give it to him. So right. if we relinquish our power and we're like, yeah, I'm tormented. Yeah, I I got anxiety. Yeah, I got heart palpitations. Yeah, I'm freaking out every... Yeah, I got insomnia. He's like, yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> so now what? Stay stuck. Found a how long. Freaking days go by. You don't even yeah. know what day it is because you ain't slept and I don't know how long. Yeah. It's too many lives on the line. It's too many, yeah. especially for us as believers in this community. We have mm. a responsibility to make sure that we go after the one. That is his very heartbeat. Yep. Yep. But we cannot do it from a place of, you know what I'm saying, of defeat. Or, you know what I'm saying, right. places like... Or doubt. Know, or doubt, or in this revolving door, yep. we on this hamster wheel. It's time to get off the wheel. Yeah. Time to get off the wheel. And every time, every time I went through one of those moments with the Lord, it was like a building block because it was like an exchange. He took out and he put in. Yeah. So it was like another, like she was saying, a step in step. You know, yeah. It's just layer by layer where he layer by layer you from the inside. Yeah, he strengthens you from the inside out to face the world around you because that's where he resides mm -hmm. inside out. That's where change happens. Yep. And that's where it's from 2012. When I, you know, that's when all that started happening until now, it's been that building block of an exchange, the divine exchange. I like to call it. It's like he comes in, yep. we give him that area. He digs it out and he puts something there. And then it gives us that strength to keep going on to the next level. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Love it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Divine exchange. This is great. This is great. This is great. I'm yeah, fired up. Okay? Really good. I'm completely yeah. fired up, man. I I'm know. so grateful. Thank you. Oh. Nazinga, Me put too. your cash app in the dang on. Because uh, <laughs> 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 the people need to sow a seed. On tonight. So great. Okay. Because oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. I'm just glad to be a vessel. And know when I speak to you, I'm speaking to myself. Um, and you were you gave right. challenges. I challenged myself as well to change my mind. I'm grateful when the Lord gives exchanges like that because it's for us Man. all. Yeah. Uh, yeah. myself included. Yeah, so I'm grateful to be used as a tool that he downloads things in that sometimes blow my own mind. Um but I'm grateful to just be used in a vessel and I'll forever yeah. be that forever, forever, yeah. forever be yeah. that um, for him. Yeah. So yeah. I'm just grateful yeah. for this platform and this opportunity and for tonight. Tonight was an amazing night. Man. It was what, what I knew and thought to be. Um, so Corinne and Corinne, thank you both. <laughs> You're welcome. Corinne and Corinne. Hey. Yes. K squared. <laughs> K squared. <laughs> I love it. 
I'm going to pray over you guys. <laughs> Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you, Father, yes, for your love, God. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your love, God, your, your unrelenting, God, your, your everlasting, Father, your reckless love that pursues the mess out of us, Father. And I'm just so grateful for this platform, God. Thank you for Corinne, yes. God. Thank you for her life. Cover her, keep her, protect her from any hurt, harm, or danger, God. At this day forward, will mark her life differently. She will not live out her, her years the same. From this day forward, Father, I thank you for each and every person that was on this live tonight, God. Cover them, God. Keep them. Protect them. Keep them from any hurt, harm, or danger, God. We bind any satanic or demonic force that tries to come against yes. anyone um, in their mind uh, uh, realm, in their soulish realm. We just, we give you so much glory. We give you so much place in our lives, Lord. Thank you for this platform. Thank you for Nazinga. Thank you just for everything that she freaking said tonight. Like, yeah. Thank you for her just obedience, Lord, and just being sensitive yeah. to hear from you and say what it is that's in your heart, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for yes, everybody, Jesus. Father. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Amen.